One of the issues that the New York State Legislature is considering this year is whether or not to basically require our public education system um, to include uh, climate education uh, as part of their curriculum. And we're talking to uh, two individuals involved with that effort. Uh, Alexa Schindel is Associate Professor at SUNY Buffalo and Emily Fano, who is a climate resiliency educator for the National Wildlife Federation in New York City. So why don't we start off maybe just explaining, you know, why is this an important issue and what would the bill actually do? Well, thank you, Mark, so much for having us. And this is Alexa speaking. This is such an important issue um, for so many um, across the state of New York. We are facing a climate crisis, as you know, and as you've experienced yourself, um, and as I'm sure many of the listeners have experienced, this has come up many, many times. Um, and particularly in the past year, we've had the Buffalo blizzard, which is where I'm located, um, just about a year ago. And we had the wildfires this summer that were impacting um, so much of so so many of us across the state of New York and impacting our breathing. Um, I myself had um, my first asthma attack in seven years from the wildfire um, attack um, or wildfire crisis, I guess. Um, and what we've heard from our students across um, multiple locations of the state is that um, they're not getting climate education. Even when they're faced with a crisis and experiencing a crisis such as a blizzard or um, the wildfire experience, um, our, our educators are not equipped and prepared to talk about and teach about um, the climate crisis. And so um, it, you know, the impetus is there, the need is there, and um, there's a lot of training and things that are needed. And so this bill um, establishes a course of instruction and learning, um, expectations on climate education in all public pre-K, elementary and second, secondary schools across the state, um, I should say public schools, and they include a lot of principles and concepts, um, including and related to environmental justice. Um, so the bill centers equity and justice, um, which is also really key. This is the most comprehensive interdisciplinary P-12 education bill in New York State. Um, the instruction includes principles and concepts related to the causes, impacts, and actions that are required to mitigate and adapt to climate change across multiple disciplines. And it provides professional learning and ongoing support, both in-service and pre-service for educators. And that's really um, a really key piece um, for me. And that has brought me into the bill um, because I've seen the ways in which we have not prepared our teachers um, and the way that's sort of piecemeal and sort of happening here and there across the state. Um, one of the things that though, um, another key piece that I wanna highlight here is, um, or two key pieces, it establishes an Office of Climate Education and Workforce Development. And then it also establishes green career and technical education programs. And that is in support of the CLCPA. Um, yeah, so those are some of the key highlights. Emily, do you wanna chime in? Yeah, sure, thank you. Um, I would also add to what Alexa said about how our students are experiencing these climate disasters firsthand, but they're not learning about them in school. Um, if they're lucky, they get maybe one or two hours of instruction on climate issues. Uh, and that's mostly in high school if they're taking AP environmental science, but we know that less than 10% of students take that class. So the instruction they're getting is not equitably distributed. Um, here in New York, back in September 29th, when we had an extreme rain event, 150 public schools were closed. 
um, and mass transit basically shut the city down uh, because mass transit shut down. So, um, you know, one, one important thing to note is that New Jersey is already doing this. We're basically trying to play catch up to New Jersey and other states that are already um, providing this kind of education to their students. And those students that are getting this education are going to be um, prepared for the jobs that are going to be out there for, um, you know, offshore wind and other areas that are, are needed to decarbonize our economy, um, according to the Climate Act. Um, you know, we, we are supposed to be uh, approaching 100% zero emission electricity by 2040, as outlined in the Climate Act, which is our state law. Um, and we're not going to get there without education. Um, we were very uh, dogged in our efforts to make sure that education was included in the Climate Act final scoping plan. And the Climate Act uh, points out that we absolutely need um, robust climate education curricula and professional learning for teachers if we're going to meet our decarbonization goals under the Climate Act. Now, you mentioned several times, you know, the New York did pass uh, the CLCPA. Um, so it's a state that, you know, the elected officials recognize the climate is a serious problem. I, I, I've noticed this bill has been around for, for a couple of years, apparently. You know, what has been the response in the New York State Legislature? Um, why hasn't it already passed? And, and, and what's the sort of expectation as to what happens with it this session? Um, I want to give a little background um, in answering that question. Um, and then hopefully, Emily, you can also fill in some of these gaps, too. Emily and I are part of the Climate and Resilience Education Task Force, which Emily co-founded. Um, and that's co-managed by the National Wildlife um, Federation, and we act for environmental justice. And so um, this organization, in addition to some of us individually who have since then joined the organization, um, we're sort of seeking opportunities for climate education. And each of us were individually looking at the bills that had been put forward. Um, I actually did this with my my climate education class last spring. We were, we analyzed the bills together um, and looked at what was um, in the bills. There were four bills that were put forth in um, the last legislative session. And we looked at what was put in and what was missing from the bills. And we highlighted and made ourselves a little chart around what we wanted to see and what um, I, I was working with pre-service teachers and they were like, we need to see these things and we need our administrators to be able to see these things and to have them in place so that we can put put um, climate education into, into practice. And so, um, so the bill itself was, um, this bill was drafted by um, uh, Senator Guarnardas last year and put forward. And then this year, um, it was co-drafted by he and his legislative team, as well as an intergenerational committee made up of, and this is, I think, key high school students, teachers, college professor, professors, education profession, professionals, et cetera. Um, and so we worked with the team of Senator Guarnardas to um, recreate this bill and to um, include the many aspects that were missing from that from, from the bill previously. Yeah, and I, and I would also add that we created a, before we actually went about drafting the bill, which was adapted, high, very heavily adapted from Senator Gunardis's original bill, um, we actually developed a New York State climate education platform, which is the first platform of its kind for climate education in the state. And it's on our website at cretf.org forward slash platform. And what we really did is spent quite a lot of time as a committee 
um, studying, um, you know, bills in other states and uh, programs, climate education programs in other states like California, um, Maine, Connecticut, Oregon, and what uh, the best practices were in those states. And then we pulled together all the elements for a comprehensive climate education program that we thought were really necessary for a program like this to succeed. And so the bill was uh, aligned to that platform. Um, and uh, that's why I say it's heavily adapted from the Gunardis bill, because it really expands on the Gunardis bill and includes uh, things like teacher training, as Alexa mentioned, that were not in the original bill, um, it, as well as the Green Career and Technical Education Programs, the Office of Climate Education, which New Jersey already has, by the way. Um, and so it is, is, it is a substantially different bill than the original. So I'm going to be quick on the last minute. I'll ask you two part questions. Has the teachers union, particularly UFT or, or NYSA weighed in? And if people want to find out more about this bill or even to talk to legislators, how, how, how can they find out information about it in 45 seconds? Sure. They can go to CRETF.org forward slash policy. There they will find a toolkit where they can get engaged and support us. We have over 160 educators that have signed a memo of support. Um, for the bill, over 50 organizations and 70 individuals with institutional affiliations. Um, the higher ed union, UUP, is on board. We're really grateful for that. And we know that um, United Federation of Teachers in New York City is certainly very supportive. We would like to get as many unions on board as we can. And we're working on that outreach as we, as we speak and as we also go to Albany with our students to lobby on behalf of the bill. We're out of time. Uh, we've been talking to uh, Emily Fano, Climate Resilience uh, Educator, National Wildlife Federation, and Alexa Schindel, Associate Professor at SUNY Buffalo. And this has been Mark Dunley for the Hudson Mohawk Magazine.